Opa Gundam style, everybody. Welcome to Wow Cool Robot. It's a podcast about Mobile Suit Gundam. I'm Max, and I use he, him pronouns. And with me, as always, is... It's me, it's Kali. I use she, they pronouns. Oh. We finished oh. Unicorn. <laughs> I'm shaking and crying right now. Everything was fine. It turned out okay. Um, don't worry about what happens to literally everything else in the Universal Century in the future. It's fine. This don't is worry the about end it. of it. This is the go- this is the e- this is the good we, ending. The we end saved of this. the day. Liberalism succeeds. <laughs> Every, it, the, the the fucking the Declaration of Independence said everything's good now, and the space noids are important, and that's surely the end of every problem. The gun surely the there's has not going to be any other issues in this universe whatsoever. <laughs> surely. <laughs> Surely the son of, like, a decorated one-year war hero isn't going to become a terrorist or anything like that. Surely the son of a guy who's in this series who actively says the words, I don't, don't want to be a guy whose uh, kids um, aren't ashamed of him, um, <laughs> will not definitely 100% be ashamed of him, um, and <laughs> do, 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 do literal terrorisms. You will be ashamed of your words and deeds, Bright Noah. Oh... <laughs> That's the worst part about Unicorn. Well, it's what's even. It's funny, also the like, best part about Unicorn, though. Yeah, I mean, because for the podcast I watched Hathaway about a year ago, a little more than that. Um, but it, and that still holds true for like the timeline of Gundam Media, because like I think the Unicorn, I think the original thing of Unicorn was the novel for like oh seven. Hathaway was mm. written in like the nineties, I think. So yeah. like it. From the beginning of when Unicorn was being written, like, the whole thing with the box was that, oh shit, nothing happened actually. And we'll get into the box, you know, when that happened, when that comes up in the show. But, like, I I honestly really like it. I like that the the entire core conceit of Unicorn is just like, oh, it didn't actually matter. Anyway, moving on. Not whatsoever. It rules. It fucking rules. Unicorn's good. Oh god, this is great. Okay. All right, Callie, we're gonna we're gonna get into it because we got a we got a we got content. We got, this we got a, this is a, an hour and a half long. Episode. This is a jumbo episode. It is a big old episode. It's the same length as narrative. Uh, you, you can narrative Uzumaki. Um, <laughs> you can people could be like, oh, you could just separate it into like the little three act structure like you do for the movie episodes. Whatever. I'm nah, tired. I don't want to do that. I'm tired. I have a big. Fucker summary, and I'm gonna read the whole thing, and then we're gonna let's, talk about the let's episode. Let's do it in one. Come on, let's go. Let's get this. We get this. Come on. We Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn Episode Seven: Over the Rainbow. All right, take a deep, big deep breath. Martha, Alberto, and Ronan head to an EFF bunker in Cheyenne, Wyoming, to oversee yet another war crime. The use of the Grips Two Colony Laser to wipe out whichever party make to the box first in one last desperate attempt to erase the box from history. Merida sorties in the Kshatriya to hold Riddy off so that Banajer can open a path for the Nail Argama, which results in her death at Riddy's hands, who is unable to handle the cacophony of voices he hears as a new type. As she becomes one with the soup, she warns everyone in the area that they're being targeted. Banajer is stopped by Angelo, who is unable to contain Banajer's awakening new type abilities and seemingly kills himself in a trance. He and Maneva make it to Magdalanica, where they once more enter the Vist mansion to meet with Siam Vist, Banajer's great-grandfather. He finally reveals what the box is, the true original Universal Century Charter, stating that any space-adapted human race has a right to be involved in government. He's been using this dark secret as a bargaining chip against the Federation government, but wants its, ex- its existence to be up to true new types like Banajer and Meneva, not the likes of Full Fronto, who arrives to take the box by force, but is forced out of the colony, entering his Sinanju, which is now piloting a massive mobile armor, the Neo Zeong. 
Benajer and Riddy face off against the Psycho Machine, only for the Unicorn and Neo Zeong to fully resonate, causing them to be shown visions of the past and future. Full Frontal wants Benajer to understand that dark nothingness is all that awaits humanity, but Benajer chooses to believe in human possibility and is able to break Full Frontal's hold on him, causing the Cyber New Type to finally release his spirit. Or whatever. Uh, Muneva begins her address to the entire Earth sphere, revealing what the box is and choosing to entrust its truth to all of humanity. Desperate to stop her, Ronan fires grips, not realizing that Riddy is in its path, but both Riddy and Banajar are able to completely stop the beam with the unicorn crystallizing its psycho frame, causing Banajar to become an ascended new type. Maybe. Uh, the Federation, in one last desperate attempt to stop the event, sends an entire fleet of mobile suits to stop the broadcast, but Banajar uses the unicorn to completely disable the suits in their tracks, silently flying back with Riddy to reunite with Anil Argama, the Garen Seer team, Equos, and Mineva. Boom. How do you block a colony laser? Uh, rock candy. <laughs> he fucking, he fucking terastalized. He did, he terastalized! Oh my god, what's his new type? Oh! <laughs> whoa, whoa, shit! <laughs> I feel like a fucking card, like a bullet whizzed by my head just now. Holy fuck! <laughs> I, I heard, I Kelly, I heard the new type flash in real life when you said that. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's a spicy meatball, holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Christ. Oh. Wow. Oh, I didn't even mean to say that. I didn't even That was exhilarating. <laughs> god. Fuck. <laughs> shit. And he come down. I mean, uh psychic? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he fucking... You can't... Psychic's not immune to anything, but he used protect. <laughs> it's immune to, uh... Colony lasers, apparently. Yeah, that's probably normal type, but just hyperbeam, so he just used oh, protect. Oh, then he's, he's ghost fine. type, because everyone thought he died for a second. Then he there we soon. fucking go! He's, he's like go. rock and ghost. The rock being the big stinky psycho frame just, mm, mm, bursting out of that unicorn. I like that you can buy a kid of this. It rules that yeah. you can buy a kid of this. Like, that, mu that must be a very strange build, because you can't, you know, you certainly lose the transforming mechanism. There's also I almost on it. Yeah, I almost wonder, though, like, I, I, I need to see, like a, vi like, a YouTube video of someone building this thing, because, like, I have the Unicorn, the Banshee Master Grades. It, it has, mm. like, a both high grade and a Master Grade version, and I think the Master Grade version was on P Bandai recently. So, like, you can't have that transformation. So, is it just that? And then, like, th they, like, made it so that the rocks can, like, clip on to the Psycho Frame? Or, like, is it a completely different mechanism? Basically, the thing I'm wondering is, like, does it make that kit actually sturdy for once? Probably not. That, those kits... It's a unicorn oh. kit. It cannot be sturdy. That is that, that is not how unicorn kits work. Yeah, that's the fucking problem. It's, like, genuine. It's pretty good when you have it in unicorn form. And then when it goes NTD, its legs are twice as long, just kind of, like, dangle limply below the waist. Yeah, you kind of need to have a stand for it, don't you? Yeah, I'm impressed. I accidentally, I guess I bumped my shelf uh, leaving my office yesterday, going to bed, and, like, I thought I knocked a lot of things over, and the only thing that actually fell off my shelf was my gigantic arms unit that, like, was oh. totally fine. T tanky things, boy. Like, tanky boy. Yeah, a couple, like, it, it, you know, the gun fell apart. But nothing, like, actually broke, and that was pretty impressive. That's that uh, Titan's war crime technology in uh, in action. Uh, so this episode begins, 
we see like this this fancy meeting like the Anaheim people it's it, it's Martha and Ricardo um or no Ricardo no Ricardo was the original Martinez it's Martha uh, Ronan and Alberto they're all going to Cheyenne Wyoming to this like big ass bunker uh to activate the war crime tube once more I <laughs> remember don't Zeta know. it's back the, they they kept it like it Why'd makes they keep it it makes sense. It's like, they, not only did they keep it, but, like, they upgraded it. I don't remember it having that gigantic array of solar panels from Zeta, do you? Did it have those back then? No, it's almost like they mixed uh, it up with the, um... Giren's solar beam. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, because, like, yeah, you need those solar panels. Because, like, the solar panels are aimed at the sun, so it's just, like, constantly sucking up energy from the sun. There's a lot of um, weapons that don't really make sense. There's 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 a big one. We'll get to it. That <laughs> big, kind of frustrated oh me. Just yeah, one, that's one a, a thing with it. Um, I think that fight at the criticism. end of the episode kind of ruled, but at the same time, it was like not to jump too far ahead. Why did it have a ring that explodes all of your weapons? They should have called it a psycho shard generator. Is that what it was? Was it a psycho it, it, charge it, okay, generator? Okay. It's called a psycho shard generator, and apparently it's just the power of wishes. We'll get into it. It's bad. Um, <laughs> what? B- b- before new types happen, um, you know, they go to this bunker. We see a, a big ass Gustav Carl chilling in like the trees guarding the bunker, and the pilot's just like has a gigantic shopping bag full of like candy bars and snacks. He's chilling. This guy rules. He's my favorite yeah. character in this episode. He's just chilling. And he then just, he gets he just owned. wants a bike. <laughs> he gets owned with the rules. Um, so, you know, Martha gets briefed there by, like, the troops that they're tracking uh, the Rulula and the Nail Argama as they go to Magalonica. And, like, Grips is just aimed at Magalonica, ready to fire at whoever makes it there first. Um, yeah. <laughs> and R- Ronan, Ronan's like, whatever, whatever. Um, he doesn't want to shoot him, like, immediately. He's like, well, let's just wait to see what they do with the box first. But, like, he knows he's going to end up firing it. And he knows that, like... You know, when we do, we're going to destroy the old box and create a new box because we're doing something that, like, equally damns the Earth Federation by sweeping all this under the rug in a horrifically violent fashion. I'm just going to blast it all up. Oh, it's bad. Um, And Bright hears about this from Kai, uh, and Bright decides to actually, like, do something good for once, and he's going to, like, take the Rock High Loom down and, like, I guess... It's really funny. It's really funny. Like, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself again. That Bright sends the Tri-Stars to, like, take out the mobile suits. But, like, once he's actually inside there, he just, like, gives them a stern talking to and says, Hey, please don't. But doesn't actually, like, use any kind of force, unlike the mobile suits who, like, stomp a Zeta Plus out of the air. Yeah, they stomp a Zeta Plus out of the air. They, like, hold up, like, a, a beam saber to, like, the Tri-Stars jump in. Yeah. And start the- doing cool stuff because of the Tri-Stars that are always gonna... God, I love these three, and I don't know why. I love okay. them so much, they rule. I really didn't like them at first because I thought they were just aping, you know, the Black Tri-Stars whole deal of three cool guys. But then I realized the Tri-Stars... They're, they're, they're they three cooler take, guys. They've fully taken up the mantle of the Black Tri-Stars. They're three cool guys. They've inherited their new type spirits. Whoa. Whoa. It's like, it's like, it's like one for all. <laughs> oh, um, God, you hear about that? Uh, I've... I, I've watched i want to say the first i stopped watching after the all might all for one fight um, i i kind hmm. of it got to like the most the start of the most recent arc and i i realized that i really cannot stand horikoshi's writing style 
Yeah. Um, and the most recent events have uh have um cemented that fact. Uh <laughs> did you mind if I quickly say something about it? I hope he's dead for real is all I'll say. <clears throat> no, he's not! Stupid. I he never dead, fucking he was, liked He was he was dead for all of one chapter, dude. Um Yeah, I never liked Bakugo, but and- like <laughs> Commit to it, goddamn! It's like they could have done it in cooler ways too. No, they just have two guys doing like open heart surgery in the middle of a battlefield. Like outstanding, out incredible, and like some jobber who shows up in the series sometimes is like, oh, I'll sacrifice myself to become his heartbeat. Uh, and it's like I I don't even know who this this guy is. His name's Edge Shot. Apparently, what is your what is your quirk? Oh. He can flat. He can flatten his body to pass through extremely tight spaces. That's cool, his power. He's, his quirk is Paper Mario. How could he turn into a heart? Mm, he folds. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah, at I least don't, one I don't piece think was good. About it. <laughs> oh, one piece is very good. Yeah. I did. Did you read the latest one? Yeah, I did. Oh I liked it. Sanji's not even next to Zoro anymore. Jinbei just fucking muscles in. It rules. Well, just, that's what happens when you've got a former like Shichibukai in the the. the, the I know. Team, Let's be real about that. God, I like. I love Buggy. He's like he's the J- B- Buggy the clown is the Jared of One Piece. Yeah, he, he just fails upwards. Mm-hmm, that's all he does, and now he's failed himself he upwards into a spot of. I am now being exploited by two warlords of the sea. Um, yeah, and, and his <laughs> army of stands got him into this mess. Yeah, literally, it's so good. Um, the unicorn's also good. We should talk about that. Oh more. yeah, we should talk about the podcast. Um, <laughs> we, are. Um, um, we get a really cool fight scene. We do. Um, we it's just like me, you know. Once again, I have my big checklist of robots, and I'm checking off all the ones I see. We see a Bawu. Uh, it it does go nutter mode, which is quite it fun. It does. I I um, still it still messes me up that it's called nutter mode. The Bawu attacker and the Bawu nutter. That's the two parts of the body. <laughs> um, we do see a Yag Doga, which is fun too. Yeah, it's um. I was it's like, like I, I was like oh, funnels, and then it went in the Jag Doga, and I was like, Ooh. right, yeah, no, right. I saw those funnels. I knew they had to be the Yag Doga funnels because like. The only other suit that had those kinds of funnels was the Sasabi. And, and like, that's they didn't the make too many of those. They, they didn't one. make too many. Um, and then it blew up. And then it, <laughs> and it gets his ass kicked. Um, this does the same thing that um, we saw in the Battle of Torrington, where there's one suit that's just kicking an unreal amount of ass. And this is like the gym sniper piloted by like the Echoa second in command yeah! guy. Because, yeah! oh my god, he, oh, he is he like, he, he went sicko mode on these guys. He really did. It was so good. He like takes on he takes on a fucking Gallus J and a um Zissa by himself, kicks ass. Yeah. We also see a Mega Bazooka, which is fun. We do see a Mega Bazooka. Big, big, big blue gun. I'm um, so glad that it was there. Yeah, it's just a fun like you don't even need to have it be a callback to a mobile suit. Have it be a callback to a weapon that everyone knows. Everyone knows the Mega Bazooka. Mega Bazooka. Mega Bazooka. Um so we the boys are fighting. Unfortunately, <laughs> they are. Uh, it's not going great. Uh, Benajer, uh, what are we calling him this week? I don't know. What did we say we'd call him last week? Oh, we said we call him Zimbabwe this yeah, week. Yeah, Zimbabwe. So Zimbabwe's okay. mobile suit, the unicorn, uh, is full <laughs> armored for all of ten minutes. Uh, and I then know. It just lets go of them, and it's just like, well, what was the point? What was the point? <laughs> what was literally what was the point? The Why point, Callie, so is to sell. Gonna- 
toys. <laughs> he used precisely three of the guns and then shot off one of his big fuel tanks to to something and then used the other one to go home. Um, yeah, it's good. It's funny. <laughs> um, he He's fighting Riddy. Riddy's just, like, throwing a fit, and he kind of, like, comes to the conclusion that the problem isn't the fact that the Earth Federation is exploiting and trying to stamp out new types and space noids. The problem is the existence of new types in the first place. I'm yeah. like, buddy, you've skipped so many steps coming to this conclusion. My guy. Oofa doofa. Why, why are you... Why? That's, why are you, Riddy? That's you. That's you. you I, we get it. You hate yourself. Why do you need to hate all of yourself, though? Yeah. I don't... The Mr. Fact Mr. Mr. Marcinus, you need to stop, please. For everyone's sake, uh, they're they're having a tussle, and like Angelo shows up at this point with his suits. Um, at one point, he calls Full Frontal the King of the Dispossessed, which is interesting to me. Yeah, um, that was that was weird. Um, that was weird. Throwing more titles at him, my guy. Th- that one made a little bit of sense to me, considering it, it. That feels like the only time someone other than Full Frontal acknowledges that Full Frontal is like supposed to be a like a vessel for collective humanity. Like Angelo calling him King of the Dispossessed is like, oh, okay, that makes sense because he would think of him that way because he's like, oh, I love you so much. You're the vessel of humanity, uh, not Char. But it's funny that like he calls him that exactly once, and like, yeah, that's it. It's it's just a cute little title. Um, and then. As as things are getting worse, Merida uh, gets in the Kshatri and gets ready to launch. And like Liam, or she like asks for permission to launch first. And Liam's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Otto, can you stop her from doing this, please?" And Otto like just has a little think about it, uh, which is when um, Zinnemann drops yeah. it and just goes like, "You know what? She's earned her independence. If she wants to do it, then she's allowed to do it." And it's like, yeah. oh, you could tell he's like broken up inside about it. Yeah, it's, it's this entire situation really just sucks for him so much, and it makes yeah. me so sad. It's I think I don't want to be that person who was like, oh, the most tragic character in Unicorn, but I think Zinnemann is kind of he does have the kind of saddest story that still oh he does yeah ends I mean nicely. I yeah like because Merida's existence is sad. But, like, she just gets some very cool moments. Zinnerman really doesn't ever get a W. Like, he just gets his ass kicked constantly. And, like, he has to be a mentor to all these characters while everything's just falling apart around him. Yeah. And it's, like, the only kind of, like, win he does get is... Near the end, Marina does view him as a father, which is exactly what he needed and he wanted. And then he loses her. Like, he lost the rest of the people that he loved. And it's only mm-hmm. really his crew that he has, because his ship is gone, his daughter is gone, both of his daughters are gone, his wife yeah. is gone. Like, not even his entire crew is, like, still there anymore as well. Yeah, and he has, like, two guys left. It yeah. Sucks. God, poor Zinnerman. He's, like, he's one, maybe, like, top three unicorn characters for me. I he's, love him. he's so he's well written. So, yeah, Zin- Zinnerman, um, Zinnerman lets her go. Rudy continues to be annoying, and he, you know, he's talking about how he, he's fine if he ends up dying trying to just defeat new types. Uh, and he tells he tells uh, Zimbabwe the only reasonable thing he says for a long time, where he's like, "If both the Vis and the Marsanus disappear, they can keep the future safe." And like that's almost true. That but almost it's kind makes of sense. not at the same time because like 
at the end of the day, yes, these family lines will be gone, but the the kind of ramifications of everyone's actions and the kind of systems that they've put in place, the everything like that, you can't undo the damage a family is done by killing members mm-hmm. of the family. You have to systematize if if because like Wheeler Siam Vist was probably not a very nice guy. Um certainly did, not. Did, did did do a bit of blackmail. Um you kind of need to undo those systems that allow those pathways in the first place if you want to actually make any reasonable change that a what is more or less a crime family is done. Yeah, um, exactly. You you can't just kill the youngest member of it. That's not how it works. Right. It's a very Gundam thing for Yeah. For- the the solution is to just kill everyone involved and it should be fine, right? It's like, well, it's it's very no. much a very. I think although Full Frontal is very much the Shah clone because he's literally a clone of Shah. Yeah. Um, I think Reddy does take on a lot of first Gundam Shah's like ideal, yeah, I, like like ideas and how to deal with systems and stuff. Um, albeit they are very much crossed up with Gune. Um. It's it's very much you get the case of he's in inher- it's like he's inherited the ideas of the people who came before him um, in terms of emotionally instead of idealistically right. and it's like he does embody that like uh, rival kind of spirit of of Shah being a um, kind of rebellious ending bloodlines type person um, of I don't really know who the rival was other than like. Fucking, I don't want to think about Paptimus Sirocco, but like he doesn't really embody any of him. There wasn't really one in Zeta, so after that, it's kind of Yune. Well, it, it, it would, very I much mean, feels like Yune, right? For in in some bad ways. I mean, for in, Zeta, in all of the it, bad ways, I do not like Yune. He's the one. Oh, yeah, no, he's the one cyber new type I do not claim. Yeah, and he doesn't count. No, yeah, it would have been Jared and Zeta because because Jared was the main rival to Camille, but like, but he's a shitty fail son. Yeah, Jared's whole thing was, like, he just kind of got one-upped by Camille in every engagement they had. It was, like, yeah, it was a deep rivalry, but it wasn't, like, ideologically deep. Like, it was more of just, like, these guys hate each other's guts so fucking much. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't know. Like, Riddy is, as much as I hate to admit it, Riddy is, like, one of the most important characters in Unicorn because he of is, all of this. He's very well written as well. And yeah, like... I, I, I hate, hate him, that. but I recognize. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I recognize that I hate him because he's well written. Yeah. In addition to the fact that he's also into Maneva, like yeah, I, yeah, I have a works. I have several reasons to hate his ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too bad he didn't die at the end. Oh well. Um, too bad. Too bad indeed. Too, so they're they're starting. The boys are starting to resonate. I really like um the shorthand of like suits resonating, like Psychophrom resonating in Unicorn. How it, like just changes the color of the suits like the aura like surrounds them mm. and like the banshee goes all yellow and the unicorn goes all red or green it's oh, a very cool it's a really cool effect i like that a lot <laughs> um <laughs> uh zimbabwe tells riddy that it's like you hate new types i feel you were calling of that for a second fuck <laughs> yeah he's like but buddy you're controlling the banshee you're glowing yellow you're also a new type and and he just tells riddy to listen to the voices inside him which wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad idea, all things considered. Oh, uh, this, is, this is when Merida rolls up to, like, she, like, tells uh, Zimbabwe, hey, get the fuck out of here. Do your job, I'm gonna do mine. <laughs> and, and she starts uh, fighting Riddy. 
This is when oh. we see um this is when we see that Echoes guy kick the ass of the Gauss J and the Zissa on the um nail Argama. This is when um Zimbabwe he shoots off one of his like afterburner pods and like just bonks the Gallus J and like knocks it off of the entire nail Argama. Um yeah. which is really fucking funny. And he goes back to refuel. Um we do see a Zaku 3 as well, which is cool. I like the Zaku 3's little mouth cannon. It's cute. Um makes me reminds me of um Fuck, who was the guy in Double Zeta who used the Zaku 3 for the first time? Not Mashmer. It was the one with the gray one. Oh, God, what was he called? The, the double. He was like the Xeon Lieutenant. Uh, Rakan Dakaran. That's what oh, his name was. Oh, yeah, him. That guy fucking ruled. That guy was so cool. He did kill Hayato, but, you He know, did. Very sad. Um, that, that being said, like, you know. He's cool. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a Hayato no, I got my characters mixed up. No, they killed off right. I'm so sad. <laughs> no, I was thinking of the like the little kid who was kind of weird Cats. and annoying around Emma for yeah. That's a different no, uh, series. Hayato Yeah, no, Cats got killed by Yazan at the end of Zeta. Hayato got killed by Rakan and Double Zeta when they're dropping the colony on Dublin. They told Frabo yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's UC ninety six and they have not told Frabo that <laughs> Cats got beefed. Told- Cat's husband got beeped. She probably oh read that God. in the news. And it's like, hey, where's my son? Fuck, where's my son? Oh no. Oh, oh no. Beans. Oh, this guy uh, also piloted the Dovin Wolf. That comes up yes. later. I will I have something to say about that about interesting um because mm-hmm. I'm I'm big dweeb. Um when we get to later on in the episode, uh, I do want to just kind of take a minute aside to talk about the um developmental history of one of the mobile suits that we see. Good. I have also some things to say about it that might not make me very popular among fans. That's understandable. It's understandable. Is it that you don't really like the the Neo Zeong? Oh no, no, no! I do like the Neo Zeong. I think the Silver Bullet looks like shit. It's so bad. It's fucking. It like you can't just put a Gundam head on a thing and call it a day. It looks it, like it's wearing fucking trip pants. It looks like it, dog shit. Like the thing you that comes your suit after up, it is really cool. Like because the, the coolest the thing you could do is, is stick cool. more arms on something. <laughs> Put more arms on it. Yes. That's why the Neo Zeon is so cool because it has fucking eight arms. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you liked it. I thought you would. I knew you'd love yes, it. Yes, yes. It's. I didn't like it when it had the fuel tanks in the feet, but then when it like starts actually using its arms and the fuel tanks get blown up, I was like fucking hooting and hollering. It rules. Yeah. Um, so anyway, way back, way way back to where we are in the episode. Still, um. Uh, 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 Zimbabwe has to fight Angelo for a bit. Um, Angelo like uses his rose bits, which is what I'm gonna call them because they're just I fucking. Loved that. They're, they are George DeSand's rose bits. From <laughs> yeah. Except they can like make a psycho prism around the unicorn that like disables psycho frame. It doesn't matter how it, it works. Literally, it's it's. I don't. I don't want to even think about how it works. I don't. I don't think it's worth like, thinking about it. This, this we is know the thing. it does the ro- that. That's yeah, all we need to know. <laughs> uh-huh. Angelo's rose bits can disable psycho frame. That is the most sensible piece of technology in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the fact it's it's like that, oh, psycho waves are still waves. So if you just pump stronger waves into it, then <laughs> you know, we'll turn it off in it. How could you yeah. disable NTD? I'm, what, I'm just how how powerful are Angelo's vibes? I'm really confused about that. 
He has simp vibes. He he's does. so mad at Zimbabwe. He's, a, he's like, I hated you from the moment I met you, but I won't have to hate you very soon. <laughs> it's he's like it just crazy. reminds me of um, you know the you know the real time fan dubs um, yes, like thing on the island where it's like you have fifteen seconds for the island fucking explodes, you hot topic wannabe, and you blue gumball son of a bitch. I hate you both. <laughs> You've ruined my life. I hope you please die. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, did you watch? Like, did you watch the Shadow of the Hedgehog one? Oh, it was so good. Oh, it's it was so, so good. good. It was so funny. Oh God. Um. So Riddy is having an issue. He starts to hear Mineva's voice telling him, "You, you know what must be done. Listen to your heart." Um. And like Marita starts talking to him as well. She's able to like blow the Banshee's leg off, and both Mineva and like Marita and like everyone else kind of appears Force Ghost style in front of him in the cockpit. Um, yeah. telling him to, like, listen to people's hearts and he needs to help Zimbabwe. Um, and, like, you know, he's trying to fight his pain and Maneva starts to reach out to him and, like, he he reaches out in the Banshee as well, but, like, the gun, uh, the beam magnum that he had, like, floats and, like, bumps into his arm and, like, he recoils and he kind of snaps out of it. He snaps out of it and has, like, a, a very much a moment. Um, yeah. Which, which was kind of, I think, it was, I really love that moment. Um, yeah. Although it is followed by my least favorite moment of the episode because I just don't want to see my girl die. Uh-huh. Um, I love that moment of you have that you have that instance of uh, Riddy has finally they finally got through to him. They finally kind of he's starting to understand what it means to be a new type. He's finally starting to understand that he's not alone. That he doesn't need to be alone. And then. His arm is because essentially this moment with the NTD system active, the Banshee's body is an extension of his own because that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, his arm is bumped by what he wanted to be in the first place. He wanted to be a soldier. He wanted yeah. to get away from the lineage of of politics and stuff like that that he had. His what he is versus what he wants is very much clashing at that moment mm-hmm. and. In the moment where he does what he wants instead of what he should do and what he needs to be to be to the benefit of everyone, um, he ends up killing someone that a lot of people that are dear to him hold dear to themselves. And yeah. it's it's one of my, my favorite moments in this episode of, oh my god, I hate Riddy so much, but he's so <laughs> well written! He's compelling. He's a compelling piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, that, that's man, the this thing. episode's so good. It it, it th- nothing changes in what the people are telling him in his mm-hmm. head. It's his perspective that changes of him thinking that they're all mocking him basically. Mocking yeah. him for like trying to find a way out of this cycle, which is what causes him to shoot Merida and she just like she accepts that. Like she knows what's going to happen afterwards. She's accepting it. But like I think Another thing for that is, I think Marita was just kind of done. Yeah, and she she has been through I, so fucking much. It feels very sad, but they, I think with the life Marita's lived, she finally got to a space where she's happy and she just kind of wants to ascend to that higher plane of existence that, like, new uh-huh. types get to when they, they like, die. Right, um, she gets to go to, uh, soup. She gets to go to the soup aisle. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's actually, you know, that's kind of a common theme in this episode, really. Every character just, who dies yeah, in this episode. their fates. They, they fully accept and embrace what's happening to them. Like, you see it with Merida, you see it with Siam, you see it with Full Frontal. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, shrimp interesting. Much to consider. Um, and Marita's death um, causes uh, uh, Zimbabwe to have a moment. Just his shields go apeshit and fly around and like bust up all of Angelo's um, rose bits. And like he just he, his he just, vibes like, just overpower oh the, the ones that are um, being given out by it's it's the fact that the psycho frame goes from a red to that like same like axis shock green. Yeah. And, oh my god. And it's entirely brought on by the fact that, you know, he's lost someone that's important to him. I think yeah. the the Nail Argument team would have lost if Marita hadn't died. Is, I is think so very too. much the case of what this situation is. Um, because otherwise, um, Zimbabwe would have just been a sitting duck in the middle of the um, psycho, like, the, 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 the psycho wave trap, basically. Yeah. And... And, as and, well like, as that, was... Marita's death is the the thing that gets um, ready to kind of snap to it, yeah. kind of snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes... no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Without Riddy at the there to block grips, like they would, he wouldn't have, like we, you know, Zimbabwe put up two of those shields, and like Riddy was the third one, and it was Riddy turning green that actually fully stopped grips from hitting. Macron. Yeah. Like, it, it needed to happen, and it sucks it needed to happen, but it did. And after Marita dies, like, she, you know, immediately appears in front of Riddy, and she tells him, like, your heart's so sincere that it hurts you in addition to everyone around yourself. You mm-hmm. just need to calm down and look at the world and, like, feel everyone resonating together. Um, really has and she that, basically, uh, like, she goes and visits everyone, really, right like, there. as she's kind of, you yeah. know, floating. Can't believe yeah. Riddy's Digimon is fucking Palmon, dude. Feel that crest of sincerity. <laughs> I've been Pretty watching good. that recently. I've been watching original Digimon Adventure. It's really good. It's um, fucking great. I love but yeah, Digimon Adventure. Fucking Marita like visits everyone, and I like that she gives that little bit of extra time to Zinnaman and to Mineva. Yeah. And I think that's kind of I think if Zinnaman hadn't had that, then it would have ended a lot worse for him. Because I think with Gundam characters, especially if they don't get a chance to say goodbye, that which isn't typically a luxury Gundam characters have. Death oh, in yeah, Gundam no. is very much a very abrupt thing that kind of shocks everyone. But when characters do get that chance to say goodbye and get a chance to accept what's happening, then things typically end a lot better for them. And I'm glad that we can see that for Zinnaman. I think Mm -hmm. after this series, I'd like to imagine that Zinnaman isn't kind of just left alone suffering. I like to imagine that he's kind of turned his life around. I'd like to imagine that he isn't working for the Federation, but with how he did in this, they probably did just kind of suck him up. Um, What I would like for him is for him to go to that, like, what is it called? The, the, the... Palau. I'd I'd love for him to just kind of settle down on Palau and just have like a yeah. nice, comfy little life after this. And because he's never in any other pieces of Gundam media, that's what happened. That's canon in my mind. That's you canon. Can't that's stop canon. It. That's canon. Yeah. And he 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 loves his and he loves his his family. Uh, and his his funny little green cars called the Garen Sierras, and no one knows oh, why the fuck right. he gave him that that's name. That's right. But he did. That's good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> it's just yeah like her her saying thank you father to him it's just like mm, mwah, chef kiss it gives Delightful. that closure that i feel like he really needs 
Yeah, because like after that point, he is like he he's fucking in it to win it. Like yeah. he's helping everyone out who needs it. Like he's gone dad mode. It rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Marita then goes to Maneva, and she just says, "Princess Marita Cruz standing down." And oh you know, god, she, it brought that 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 hit hard. That hit really it's hard. So good. And she she tells Maneva to just like you know hold hold Zimbabwe close. Um. And we cut from there to uh, Zimbabwe, who just, once again, you know, green suit mode, his shields fly and destroy the rose bits. Mm -hmm. Um, He reaches out to Angelo, and Angelo freaks out because in his perspective, he he sees, like, full frontal turning away from him and going towards Zimbabwe. Because, you know, Newton, like, yeah, Angelo's, is Angelo, like, a cyber new type? Um, I'm not 100% sure. Um, Uh, But I do have some Angelo lore, I believe. Angelo lore? Angelo, yeah. Um in um a lot of a lot of um the people in the sleeves of very bad kind of histories that they were saved from. Uh oh, he sure. is my guy's not even a new type. God, what? How does he control the bits? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't I I'm Gundam Wiki, you're wrong. He has to I'm be gonna... at least some flavor of new type. It has I'm looking at the Rosen Zulu's page. It has to have like, you can't... <sighs> Special equipment. Psycho Jammer. A unique feature of the Rosen Zulu, which disrupts the connection and functions of enemy Psychamu guided weapons. They resemble rosebuds that can jam Psycho Waves. I like to believe he's a cyber new type, because how the fuck you control that without your brain being fucked up? Yeah. He's probably not a regular new type. I don't think Xeon really has many regular new types left. Um, but, well... <sighs> Back ah. to, to, to the Angelor, um, in the novel, um, it's very much a case of, haha, nobody, nobody, the Fetty suck and no one gets off easy, where he was, um, abused by, uh, mm. Federation soldiers, um, in the, in, after the invasion of his town and the death of his father, um, and that continued with the master of the house that took him in, um, and... Then his mother, who was also being abused at the time, uh, ended up killing herself. Um, and Angelo had to commit himself to prostitution. Um, and then Full Frontal picked him out and was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you a purpose to live. It's very much a mirror to both Marida and to, although not with the the kind of, like, sex trafficking um, yeah. angle of it. Um, very much similar to how Shah took and Lala. Um, he is Shah's Gamma and Shah's Lala. And I think that is part of the reason why Full Frontal keeps him so close, but also why he's so fucking aggressive all the time. Um, yeah. But as well as that, he's very much parallel to Marita. And I I love the parallels in this series because you have someone so devoted to their master that they will eat, sleep, live, and die and kill for this person. That's Angelo. And then you have someone that's so devoted to what starts as a master but then becomes a father. It's very much a case of what this other person needs them to be. Um, I think Frontal... I think Frontal wanted not, like, a partner in, like, a romantic sense, but a partner in a professional sense. Like a right-hand man. Yeah, wanted a right-hand, whereas Zinnemann wanted a child and i think that's part of the reason why they ended up so differently despite being from so similar circumstances um Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's part of the reason why Angelo is, despite being a year older than um, Marita, um, that's part of the reason why they end up being so different. I am concerned I'm going to look up Full Frontal's age right now. Um, I mean, he was a he he was a clone, so he's I feel a like ghost. It's fine; it doesn't count. It's like how Xenoblade Three, like every character has a ten year lifespan because of the way the world works, and they're all like what? popped out of tubes. Yeah, what? it's like the first. It's the f- that is the first fucking thing you learn in the <laughs> what? game. What? Yeah, they get popped out. Of, they they get grown in tubes and popped out, and they have like they're they're cool kind of like eight shaped tattoos. Like they they're red and they turn gray the longer they've been alive. To show how much like time you have left, basically. Um, so full frontal could be like three years old, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I believe it. He's he's been. I think button. with because I'm not sure if 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 full frontal was very much like a a clone clone or yeah. So full frontal was someone who was genetically altered um, to be a perfect copy of Shah. Um, and he, he then- got face offed. He got face offed. Um, they 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 made him look like Shah. They gave him that same scar that he got in the fight with Amaro. Um, and then they took the memories and like psychic like vibes from the inside of the um Sazabi's cockpit. They scraped them off and then slapped that goo into um. Full <laughs> they, they made this MF eat psycho frame. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They they minted they minted fucking. <laughs> Char has the ball in the blockchain, and that's full frontal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so it was basically Shah's soul is implanted into full frontal, and that's how you get full frontal. Um, that makes which sense is, with how he died. Yeah, and also it makes sense as to why he's so like Shah, but also so different, because they are still fundamentally different people. Mm-hmm. But they're just kind of someone who's inherited the spirit in less a figurative way that we see a lot in Gundam, but in a literal way of it's, my this this guy's soul is inside of me. Yeah, you know what That's it is. How I'm it's trying like, to be, baby. Hey, you know, I'm kidding. Yeah. That's bad. That's a really bad joke to say. Um, Shar has <laughs> been playing the game from the beginning. Full frontal was given a safe a safe state to load and figure it out yeah, from that point. Yeah. So he's doing the best with what he can figure out. And he's like, shit, I don't know why I'm in the, the Tower of Lost Souls at level 62 <laughs> with all this gear I haven't remembered equipping, but I'm going to try and do it anyway. <laughs> he's just, he's like picked up someone else's like copy of a Pokemon game from like yeah. or like GameStop in the pre-owned st- section or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, just loaded in their save and just carrying on from that point. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. I, I have a Charizard. I have a Tropius. And I have a, a level two bag on. All right, I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, that, see, that's a good. It's God, Unicorn is fucking good. So good, so good. Um, Sorry for making a gross joke about wanting to. Sleep yeah, I can. With we, we can cut it. Um, no, so, no, no. You can leave it in if you want. It was funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just um, want to. I just want to formally apologize for being thirsty for Charasmable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angelo also is. Um, not thirsty, but like you know, he he as he sees frontal like go towards um, the unicorn, he like gets indignant at first because you know he's choosing that over him. But then he sees full frontal turn around and reach out to him. So and and he like clutches his heart as he does that. And like since he's in tune with the psycho frame of the Rosen Zulu, just fucking jams himself in the cockpit. Yeah. Um, and the unicorn like, but not uh, Zimbabwe just kind of like passes out, and like the unicorn itself flies away like as the psycho thing closes. Um, as, at least that's what I thought happened, because, like, you see, like, 
Zimbabwe, his head like drops and you can't see his eyes. Um, so I guess the unicorn is like having a mind of its own, even if it's psycho frame's not active, because like he's you know truly one with the machine now. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like see Angelo for quite some time after this. The implication is that he's dead, but we know better. <laughs> with as well as that, the way that it hit the cockpit just doesn't make any sense for him to be dead. It hit around it, not on the cockpit directly. Yeah. If they wanted Look, to make it seem like he was dead, it should have blasted the shit out of the cockpit. I played a crane game. You can, if you grab like that, you can't pick anything up. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we we in in we cut to that like Cheyenne Warren real quick, and we see Alberto kind of ha- start to have a change of heart here. Like he starts like actually crying over Marietta's death, which is like something you wouldn't have expected from him. Yeah. Um, and like like as much as I hate Alberto, I do think that his redemption in this episode was pretty good. But like, like I just I didn't expect him to have any kind of remorse for his actions. But like the fact that he does, he's like, you know, arguably the most human of like the Vists aside from Zimbabwe at this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's just interesting to me. And like we get more of him a lot later. But like you know, we just get this little vignette of like, oh shit, he has a heart. Um, we see the Nail Argama fire the hyper mega particle cannon. Like just fucks three of those Zeon ships up. Oh like, yeah, it two, does. Two, two are gone. One is damaged. Um. So the worst we- the Ozeon ships get this episode to live. Oh, uh-uh. Oh. Uh, ah. We see we, we cut over to Riddy, who's who's shitting and crying and throwing up in his cockpit, and he's just like begging Zimbabwe to shoot him and end it because like he 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 can't he, he's like have he can't handle the new type presence anymore. He's like literally he's hearing every voice around him. Like it's he, like he a he total overload. Um, uh-huh. I think it's down. To, I think. I don't think he's a full cyber. I think he's had some augments, um, but in the time frame that he had between, yeah, you know, it doesn't make any sense for him to go like a f- through like a full transformation. I think they slapped some of the Wario pills in him, but that was kind of it. Yeah, I don't, well, on like because it seems too convenient for him to have been a new type from the get go. I mean, the Gundam Wiki classifies him as a new type, but it also doesn't say Angelo is, so it's not the... a very reliable source. I, I do think it was implied that he was a new type from the start, though, because he did have that, like, brief kind of flash moment with, um, with Zimbabwe during the, um, the That's Battle of Toronto base. Okay. Yeah, like, it's just, you know, I, I you know, and also, I, I'll forgive it, because, again, if you're inside the cockpit of a machine that has more psycho frame than the history of Earth has ever seen up until this point, yeah. you're gonna get amplified a little bit. Oh, yeah, um, just a, just a <clears throat> smidge. But yeah, he, he, he's having a freak out, and, like... So is Zimbabwe. They're both just, like, crying in the cockpit because of, like, the sadness that they feel from Merida's death. Oof. <laughs> um, this is when we cut back to Earth and, like, um, you know, Martha tells Ronan it's almost time to fire grips. Uh, this is when Bright arrives and, like, orders a surprise search of the Cheyenne base. And, like, this is when the Tristars pop in and kick ass. Like, they do the cool Gustav, stuff. Oh, my yeah, God. Those the Gustav, Gustav Carl pilot freezes. <laughs> He's like, because he can't do anything. <laughs> and there's like a there's like a beam saber, like deactivated one, um, just um pointed right to his cockpit, just like hey, yeah. don't move forehead. It just uh, and, and again, that shot of one of the TriStars stomping on the Zeta Plus as it tries to take off, yeah! it stomps on it, which like pops it out of Wave Rider, and you see its legs like fly up backwards, like it just completely eats shit. It is it, it's fucking slapstick it's so almost. Good. It's so funny. Um and then we cut back into space and we see the unicorns like refueled for the final battle, but it just, it doesn't have any of the shit on it. It just has like, it's, it's three shields that have the like, beam gatlings on it. Oh yeah. Um, 
I keep on forgetting, like, because I have the real grade unicorn um, final battle version. I keep on forgetting that he doesn't actually use the beam javelin that the nope. Kshatri uses. Nope. Well, like, it's on the kit and it's colored as if yep. it is part of that kit, but it's uh-huh. just a separate thing. Yeah. This is very strange. Like, I guess it was originally, des- it had to originally have been designed for the unicorn, but they just gave it to the Kshatri so it could have something to fight with because it just had missiles and that was kind of it. Yep. I, because like I, I I'm, I'm sorry I do not like the lava unicorn because it's completely pointless. It's so I I after I watched the episode I watched um it's like this you've probably seen it it's this really short clip called UC perfectibility mm-hmm. um which is literally like a five minute video from like one of the Gundam bases to again sell to sell toys of. Um, the final battle between um, Bonager and Full Frontal, but the unicorn is the unicorn perfectibility where it has a blue oh. psycho frame instead of green psycho frame. Oh. And it has it has all five of the special unicorn weapons. So it has the beam smart gun that the Banshee had. It has the vibrating nail that the Banshee had. It had the beam javelin um, that it's holding in the smart gun hand. It had the, um, the like, the, that, the, the, the sort of um, like diamond shaped shield the Banshee had. It had two of those, and it had, like, the lion mane backpack the Banshee had. That's so cool. It, it, it is, I think, um, like, both are, both the full armor unicorn and the unicorn perfectibility are over-designed pieces of shit. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. I like the perfectibility more because the weapons it has are actually, like, integrated with it well design-wise, not just, like, let's just slap on a shit ton of grenade launchers onto this thing. And and as well as that, it doesn't pretend that it's canon. Um, right, all. yeah, it, it is explicitly it an alternate that it's take useful. on it. It's, I, I really, I just hate that all of this cool stuff on it gets ditched immediately. Right. But again, if, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have seen... Zimbabwe shoot off the fuel tank and just bonk a Gallus J off. That was really cool, though. I will admit, that was the sickest thing I've ever seen. Um, so funny. But they could have just given it a backpack then. Yeah. Oh well. Then that's the again my product. Pointless, uh-huh. and that's why it makes me mad. Um, that Gallus J was cool as hell, though. Yeah, just, it was like just really nice, like just like dark blue color. It's boxing. Um, with yeah, like the two the big fu- like shield things, it's so sick. I like when suits do melee combat that's not beams. That's just like yeah. hitting, like like how the Zogok has fucking like boomerangs. There like how is... the Ifrit has like knives. It fucking kicks ass. They did a bunch of um build fighters like short kind of mini Ooh. episodes that are all like kind of just cool fights. Uh, and one of them was like the um the main guy um using his like amazing. Uh, it's like the amazing Zaku, um, uh-huh. but he made like um, a specific version of it, and then slapped um, Shah in uh, no, slapped like Amaro in um, the um, it was like a version of the Reborns Gundam from Double O, and there's okay. this moment on it where like the um, spike shoulder pad of the Zaku just pops off, and he grabs it and he punches him with it, and it's the sickest thing I've ever seen. Oh, God, oh I, I need it. to send you that fight, because it's completely out of it, context. All the battlelogs yeah. are. I'll send the you that after this episode. It's incredible. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's um, so cool. <laughs> so we go from a fight to... Not a fight. Um, Mineva and... Mineva gets in the cockpit with um, Zimbabwe as they like head to Magalonica. Um... Zinnerman and Otto and everyone, like, Otto's wondering if they shouldn't, like, take 
the nail argama inside Magalonica and like lock themselves in. And Zinnerman's like, no, we got to stay out here in case we have to fight. Like it is yeah. our turn to protect the kids. Um, and like as they do this, I guess like as part of the whole box process, like Magalanica stops spinning. Um, so they like it's like really heavy winds as everything's stopping. They have to like run inside the mansion. Yeah, but they get there. Um, we see the tapestry. Uh, Stardew Valley Grandpa Siam comes in the PA and like he starts talking to him and he tells like, him, "Hello, welcome to Hello. my house. I'd love for you to come deep <laughs> into MTV it. Cribs. Oh, MTV Cribs. I've got me big spinning red cal- uh, cylinder. If you float down it in the right way, it looks a bit weird, and I really it like looks that. like a fucking JRPG final boss dungeon. I I based this room off um." 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> um, I hope you really, really like it. Do you I don't like know why I've given him that accent. number chair? <laughs> well, the thing is about me, uh, me no, chair... No, that's what every old person sounds like. It, the thing is about me big bed that I lie in all the time is it swivels around so I can look people in the eye uh, without having to get up out of bed. And I really, I really can't... like that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a sleepy boy. If you look up at the up. ceiling of the room, you'll notice the uh, the mind controlled beam shotters um, that are That's up so in funny. the that are up in the ceiling in the corners of the room. And if I think about it, I can shoot people with them using my funny headband. Do you like my razor gaming headband? <laughs> I have it on <laughs> blue right now, but I can make it rainbow. Oh. If if when I'm gaming it slops down little glasses like they're called gunners, I think. <laughs> it stops the blue light from ruining my brain. That's how I've <laughs> stayed alive all these years. I've been playing CSGO. Do you want to see my Stardew Valley farm? They put me in the game. They put me in the game, I demand. I'm the grandpa. Vi- I'm the real S- Stardew Valley grandpa. I used my <laughs> connections through the Vist Foundation to put me in the game. <laughs> I blackmailed Concerned Ape Studios with the <laughs> They put me in the game. They put me in the game. <laughs> oh, my God. This it's insane rules. little man. Oh, my God. I hate him <laughs> so much. What a loser. Uh, oh, I love him. He's brilliant. Uh, as uh, Zimbabwe and Merida go down the final boss tunnel, we see Full Frontal. We see, like, a really shot from far away of him in the Neo Zeong. We never hear it called the Neo Zeong. It's, um, it's the Neo Zeong. That's the name um, of it, yeah. Yeah, and we see him, like, you know, going towards Magalonica. Um, really big. As they, like, descend this tunnel, we see, we hear exposition from Siam talk about how evolution took billions of years to create humanity, so new types not, like, a traditional evolution, but like a cognitive leap of humanity. It's like a really and when, big jump. Yeah. And when they make it to the bottom, they see the charter, they see the Declaration of Independence, and this is when Maneva notices there's one extra article. Um and that article is in the future, should the emergence of a new space adapted human race be confirmed, the Earth Federation shall give them priority give priority to involving them in the administration of the government. That is Laplace's box. Yeah. That's the box. The uh, implication and, and, that the, the Federation needs to prioritize new types is the entire reason why all of this fighting and bloodshed bloodshed has taken place, right. despite and the fact th- there is no real way to prove that new types exist other than believing in it. And right. it's like, and fuck. Th- th- it is so smart. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it is genuinely such a... Like, the fact that it is just a fucking sentence is what the box is. But, like, the fact that that one sentence... It's just like, oh, Zeonzum Daikun was right. Like, the yeah. fact... That, and, yeah. and again... It's it's amazing to me. I love this whole core conceit that it didn't fucking matter at all. Yeah. But in that moment, you're like, oh, shit. You understand why the Federation is so fucking afraid. Because, yeah, if this, like, got out and people, like, this would just, like, turn, like, the fires of Zeon into a fucking inferno and the Earth would just be, like, fucked from this whole thing. It would like, start another one. Yeah, war, they say. Yeah, like, it, it is such a smart piece of writing that the box is literally just a sentence, but, like, a, a government-sanctioned sentence, you mm. know? Um, and, yeah, like, Siam says, because, you know, they come face-to-face with him, he says it's both a curse and a prayer, and, like, shit, yeah, it is. Like, it's a curse to the Federation, it's a prayer to Space Noids, like, and the whole thing is the question of, are you gonna tell people about it? Who knows? It's oh god, it's really cool, and like it's again, it's just so good. It's it's peak liberalism to me of this idea that the government cares about the law exactly as it's written, and you know, a piece of information being revealed is enough to overturn so much of like the government mechanism, which you know from real life doesn't work yeah. usually ever, and in Gundam's case doesn't work true to life it's very much a case of banaja's like naive liberalism versus hathaway's based direct action um (laughs) yeah it's it's like i'm I'm envisioning in my mind's eye that where do you work out the library meme of like banaja where do you work out and he's just like glowing green and halfway (laughs) just has a fucking gun off the ground (laughs) <laughs> Halfway just has a fucking gun. It's got like marks. a gun and like three like Molotov cocktails strapped to his waist. Uh it's 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 still just like it's such a fun wrinkle in Gundam. And like I really like that oh, like, you know, I I feel like I can't speak highly enough of how cool this whole reveal is. What I think hits me so good about it is you see in like so much types of different media, when something is written as a not not like as a prequel but like chronologically before something else you see so many writers try and like hand wave away why the things they introduce in that don't show up later Mm -hmm. like in gundam you see it all the fucking time of like look at this prototype suit oh it got destroyed by the end of the movie so you don't see it in the future at all like yeah i don't care about that right i don't need i don't need everything to be expanded and, like, show why every single thing didn't come to pass. Because I understand that, like, when you make media, you can't future-proof everything like that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they didn't need to do that with Laplace's box because of what it ends up becoming, which is nothing, is just so fun to me. That they didn't they didn't need to future-proof it because it makes so much sense in the fiction of the universe that, like, yeah, it didn't matter in the end. Sorry. Game over, I guess. They, they say in it, like, yeah... This might even lead to anything. This might not even lead to anything. This may be completely pointless and nothing may change. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of the principle of it needed to be out there and it needed to be found. Um, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of... I've been I've been on kind of like a... I've been, I've been on a kick. I've been liking a lot of these memes that are all about like, oh, the indomitable human spirit recently. And just, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, but they, they, they make me happy. 
Um, and it's very much, I feel like, it's very naive to believe in the the fact that if you give them the tools to, humanity will do good things. But it's also kind of nice and noble to have that belief that people will do the right thing. It's, it's, it's comforting nice, to believe it's it. It's very comforting. And although it may not be the case all the time, um... Oh no, Banaja is my favorite protagonist now. Oh no! Oh no! Oh fuck! Oh. <laughs> Bazinga's trick. <laughs> oh, he, I think I mean, it's it's Banaja's choice to, with all the things that he's seen and all the things that he's been through and all the things that have happened, he could very much be a very cynical human being. But he's choosing to believe that people will do right. the right thing, and it's, I love uh, him for that. It, it's such it's such a fucking JRPG moment of like you you killed God you can become God what do you want and the hero just says I want no gods I want humanity to decide their own future I'm like yeah fuck yeah dude yeah, let's go yeah, let's go yeah. <laughs> it's it just it's good it's really it's really good I like oh gosh ah I'm just I, I'm simply chef kissing this is this is delightful it's so good um, magnifique. And as as Siam explains all of this, he exposits everything we just said to um, Zimbabwe and Maneva. Riddy is saying the same thing to Otto and Zinnerman and like the entire crew of the Nail Argama. Um, and you know, Riddy kind of he wonders if like Ricardo Marcenas wanted to atone for you know humanity going into space in the first place by writing that article by trying to future proof it to be like yeah sorry you all have to go into space but this is a terrible might- implication here. That Riddy knew what the box was the whole time. I mean, he did. He was told what the box was. Yeah. I think he was told what the box was when he first went to Earth. Like, episode data, three. He's known yeah. since then. And it's just like, oh, I want to throttle this kid. Yes, it sucks. Um, and, like, you know, M- Mineva then tears into Siam for... for he, He'd been extorting the Federation the entire time. Because the Federation knew what the box was. And Siam knew what the box was. And Siam was just using that to get his cool gamer chair in his... In his uh, <laughs> His razor headband and all that shit. Um, and he talks about, you know, in four years, the curse will fade away as Zeon's independence is no more. Um, but this prayer can face the god of possibility. And then, you know, uh, Mineva says, this could bring down the Federation. And he's like, yeah, it might just do nothing either. Um, but he, he he says he wanted to give this to true new types like not and like it's interesting to me that he specifically says a cyber new type wouldn't work it has to be someone who was born and got turned like you know turned into a new type over time instead of like being made in a lab yeah which is interesting to me like i feel like gundam doesn't delve that much into like you know cyber new types are a weapon of war but i feel like i i can't i mean it's it could just be just because it's been a while since i've watched zeta double zeta but it just is strange to me that the series is literally saying, yeah, cyber new types are inferior to regular new types. I think um, it's more so a case of Siam is old and has an older mindset. And oh, he's, he's, he's old racist grandpa. He's old racist grandpa, because the thing is, he's saying Banaja is a true new type, but Banaja is also mm-hmm. a cyber new type. So I think it's kind of him being like a... <laughs> transphobic old it's the same as like a transphobic old person being like oh you're a strapping young gentleman to like a trans guy and just being like Uh (laughs) not realizing like what they actually are um and 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 if he if he knew if if benaja went like oh hi i'm a cyber new type he'd be like get out get out and then start blasting with his brain lasers uh (laughs) right 
Well, it's funny, too, because, like, he says all this, but, like, I mean, clearly, you know, Zimbabwe is more powerful than Full Frontal by an immense margin. Oh, my God. But when they resonate together, like, it's not like, like, they're both on equal footing in their weird time travel journey. So, like, it's not like cyber new types aren't capable of doing these kinds of things either. It's just mm. interesting to me that that this. I, I think it does boil down to Siam is just a transphobic, bigoted old person, <laughs> a bigoted old dude that loves Stodgy yeah. Valley. Um, and Riddy starts to realize how bad he fucked up when he killed Merida, and like he lets everyone down. Um, but he's kind of snapped out of it when an explosion hits Magalonica. So you know he flies to investigate. Um, and siam and this is god this line i think was my favorite parts of this whole episode um when siam says he has but only one desire to entrust the box of two new types and he's like but i realize that there are as many only desires as there are humans alive so he's like what do you desire my great-grandson like it's just it's just really moment really cool moment of just like you know it's not up to me like i've been using the box but like it's what do you it's not want? like him saying it's your problem now but it's him saying i entrust this to you do with like you can keep it here i don't give a fuck anymore i'm about to die <laughs> i'm about to beef it man yeah um and and, and this is and i like this too because uh zimbabwe is like you know humans couldn't detect real new types if they existed me and Maneda might not be the ones you're looking for but even so i want to believe in the possibility of what humans possess yeah um, and then and then Siam goes hacker mode. He goes like <laughs> He hacks so into wild. every satellite around every the Earth's sphere. One, all of them. He's hacking your telly. Your TV right now. He's on there. He's playing Stardew Valley through your PC. So He's mining bitcoins funny. as we speak. I love it. He's like you know, I th- this is hard for even me with all my connections, but you can talk to everyone. Period. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but of no, course, people at, at this point, moon, though, yeah. <laughs> at this point, he has a five star. Yeah, he has a five star one to the level from the Federation. Like they're going to send everything to stop this broadcast. Uh, and Full Frontal walks in with his normal suit. I like him in his normal suit. He looks cool. He looks so um, cool in his normal. It's suit. It's just it's like Char's normal suit from Gundam, but cool. Um, it's like not as like pink, but it's like, you know, just more cybery and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he tells, he tells Zimbabwe that he's about to lock possibility away if he opens this box. Um, and he's like, the only, the only thing that'll lead Space Noids to true prosperity is to continue to use the box as a bargaining chip against the Federation to get what Space Noids want. Um, and as this happens, like Riddy's infiltrating Magalonica and like the Neo Zeong is parked, but it's still active as it's like finger wire bits are shooting off and like yeah. taking control of Jestas. And like, it's weird. It's like puppeteering them, causing them to shoot each other. It's very freaky. It's what so it cool, though. Um, and and you know, Full Frontal is like, you know, I'm taking the box. I'm not asking. Like, he says it's a neg- this is not a negotiation, but he like, you know, cooperate and it won't be as bad for you. Despite Maneva just saying you're a loser cyber new type, are you just programmed to do all this shit? But you know, he's like, I'm I'm not a vessel or I'm not empty anymore. I'm full of humanity. He keeps on saying the same shit, you get it. I'm full of <laughs> vim and vigor. <laughs> full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> piss and vinegar. <laughs> and I'm gonna um, do a war crime about it. Yeah. And and this is when Siam like looks into the camera and says, Maybe you're right, full frontal. Maybe the box should remain closed. Uh, maybe, maybe the nothing real will ever happen. Gundam unicorn, uh, <laughs> is the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Uh, and they like he's about to sunset. Yeah. 
he's about to shoot Siam, but uh, Siam uses his mind, his psionic abilities to activate like this security system and like fire lasers at full frontal who has to escape. He can't take the, the box or anything. And this is when like Zimbabwe jumps up and he's like, you know, I'll come back. Don't worry. I'll promise. I'll be back. Um, so uh, uh, he he gets in the his Sinanju inside the Neo Zeong and like breaks in through Magalonica as Zimbabwe is like trying to escape. And like, you know, he sent flying. And this is when Guile comes in in the um, in the, the silver, silver bullet. bullet. This <sighs> thing sucks. This thing is fucking. I need to look at it again uh, just to like <laughs> reinforce my beliefs. Because like I like the Dove and Wolf, I think it looked cool. Yeah. Uh, 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 why are its feet so? It's like it yeah. looks. It okay. Like looking at the Dove and Wolf, the Dove and Wolf is cool because like first of all, the color scheme kicks ass. It's teal mm-hmm. and oh, red yeah. with like that gunmetal and like some cool yellow accents. But it's like meant to be all this this weird stocky thing because it's developed from the Psycho Gundam. It has like yeah. that array of chest um, beam emitters that the Psycho Gundam has. Like it, it looks kind of like it has like a really short head and like a really like short legs. But then with the silver bullet, you add more roundied bits to it, which I think look bad on its own. I think the color scheme is cool. It's like gray with some dark teal accents and like white and dark gray elsewhere. But the feet are gigantic. The chest is like very plain, and then it just has a Gundam head on the top of it, and yeah. it just is, it, it just looks it didn't dumb. need to have the Gundam head. I really, it's just so dumb. Why do its arms shoot off? Um, why does it, it do that? Yeah. Why does it have? Why are the big cool like um Rick Diaz things on the back with on the back of it like rocket it, pod things why does it look like that why are its feet like that why does it have a gundam head why does it have two whole v fins why is there a v fin on the back i don't get it why is it so silver why does it have like green things it just looks bad yeah neo zeong doesn't though it just tears this thing a fucking part no legs no arms full frontal is just like making it's like he's fucking DJing Coachella just with all the lasers flying everywhere. He is just melting this entire colony builder. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, just right, w- check this out, lads. I'm gonna do a D&B set. And then just goes like, and then he just falls through the floor. Uh, it's so good. It and then, rules. And then Banaja calls out for the unicorn and it comes to him. And that yeah. is, that bit there is the reason why I kind of say... That that little personal axis flash moment, um, back in episode f- the end of episode five, I believe, mm. um, does still make sense. I think that's mm. why it is because I think I do believe that the unicorn does have somewhat of a mind of its own, um, uh-huh. and I think that it resonates with Benaja and Benaja kind of sorry Zimbabwe, um, yeah. <laughs> Zim- I, I think that they have a resonance together they have a mutual form of trust and i really like that and i think that's the reason why it kind of had that thing that typically requires like two new types kind of meshing together but if you have Uh like a sentient mobile suit made of psycho frame almost entirely that kind of also counts Um, the only problem is that he didn't yell Gundam and snap his fingers like Domon does in G Gundam. He did. He did not. He, he did not. It so would have been a, sick a small if he deduction of points for that, but it's still very cool for him to go. 
unicorn and it does it rules yeah um i really like the 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 shields of the unicorn kind of start stealing the show oh yeah he has three of them and like they basically act as funnels like they're spinning around and like when he gets all three together it's like this perfect eye field deflector it's Mm. very cool piece of equipment and like they have the um the the um beam gatlings like strapped to the back of them he has six of those fucking things now yeah yeah it's Um, so cool yeah so he he like dunks full frontal out of there does get does guile even die here nah he doesn't die he just gets a bit bloodied up yeah he just he just blood's gushing from his head he's like you're probably proud of you i guess um (laughs) and and, i did i showed up for two minutes yeah look at my cool goatee oh shit i got exploded oh (laughs) i could blow it up i could laser to the face um so, uh, uh, Riddy and Zimbabwe got a team up as full frontals in the Neo Zeong. Um, now the Duffin Wolf, or the, yeah, the Duffin Wolf is cool. The, the Silver Bullet is whatever. Um, the Neo Zeong, on the other hand. Oh, get a load of this, dude. This is just Gurren Logon. This is a yeah. robot piloting a robot. It's a robot piloting like, a slightly be- a much bigger robot. It's, first of all, the fact that this is a kit that exists is so fucking cool to me that you can it just buy it. It is the biggest high grade. And so, it was a bummer. I think it was recently listed on P-Bandai, and, like, they, like, unlisted it because they're like, shit. I don't know if they got too many too much interest and they knew they couldn't produce all of it. Yeah. Um, the fact that it exists, I mean, I would also have to get a Sinanju, too, for it, but, like, still. It is big and red. Um, It has, like, these two absolutely massive fuel tanks sticking out where the legs would be. Um, and this is why I didn't like it at first, because I thought those were, like, they remind me too much of legs. Like, mm. when I look at the Zeong, I, like, hoot and holler and clap. When I look at the perfect Zeong, I kind of frown and shake yeah, my head. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like it, the perfect Zeong. It doesn't I think need legs. Really you don't dumb. need legs in space. That's the whole point. But when those, when the fuel tanks get destroyed, like, these thrusters kind of come out and, like, act as those two front main thrusters that we saw on the regular Zeong. Um, it has, it's just covered in mega particle cannons just all over its fingers are both it, it, its fingers can do so much there's like five of it yeah. on each quote unquote hand and each one is like simultaneously a wired bit that can shoot beams and can also like you know like we saw earlier take over uh, other suits yeah um, and the Sinaji sits in the middle of it and then on the back there's four more arms <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> like, know where these arms keep coming from it's so funny when Riddy like tries to take him from behind, and these forearms pop out and just start fucking him up. Uh, but they, they, they're they're shooting uh, at Full Frontal, and Full Frontal talks about how the warmth they feel from the Psycho Frame is all for nothing. Um, and and the, the, the Siam wonders again if the future will change from opening the box. It won't. Um, but. Mineva says he'll even so Zimbabwe will do what he thinks is right, just like the founding fathers of space did. That's a little bit of editorializing on my part, but they basically are the space founding fathers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh huh. One hundred percent. The the boys shoot off the fuel tanks of the Neo Zeong's legs, um, and he's Fulfrontal actually starts getting mad here. He's like, "You you would oppose humanity's will." And this is when the Psycho Shart generator appears. It's a big um, ring that blows up all of your weapons. So this is why. Can you can okay. you give me a crash course? Give, do, do tell I'm, me. Tell me right I'm now, gonna, teacher. I'm gonna read you an article from the wiki, and this yep. is just gonna make you more mad. It's gonna make me the, so furious. Honestly, the, 
<laughs> the Psycho Shard Generator is a new large Psychomu armament and is also the Neo Zeong's most powerful weapon. The generators are stored in within the sides of the skirt armor and in the large shoulder thruster units. Once deployed, they create a massive ring of golden hexagonal crystals, the Psycho Shards, behind the machine's back. The Psycho Shards then generate a massive Psycho field, which is said to be capable of actualizing the pilot's thoughts. Wh- and this uh-huh. resulted in the destruction of the Unicorn and Banshee's weapons. Many details about the Psycho Shard technology is unclear. You think... And it is rumored that Full Frontal, possessed by Shar Aznable's spirit, designed it with knowledge from a higher plane of existence. What? What? I'm Hello? going to throw myself out of a window. This is like the one thing that I think is fucking so if, if, dumb if about this finale. If his big weapon is a big crystal ring that can make any wish come true... And the fact that his, like, what he chose to make happen... I'm gonna blow up all of your, we- I'm gonna blow up all your weapons. I, Why yeah, not blow do. up the suits, dude? <laughs> exactly! I, I didn't oh, want to we- be the one to say it. I didn't want to be like, why do they, why do they not simply blow up the suits and move? It, like, yes, it is very <laughs> cool that we see the magazines overheat, and we even see, like, the temples of the Banshee overheat and explode. And yeah. we see... Uh, Zimbabwe eject the magazines See, of the I thought head it Vulcans. was just a big microwave generator that would just blow up all the things that could that explode. Callie, that, that would have been so much more sense. sense. It would have been like, so much better. Like, like it, it, it emits ammo reactive waves that would blow that up. No, it's it wouldn't just even need that. that d- d- it wouldn't even need like, that. It would be. It would. It would shoot out like a wave of just heat that would lock onto anything that. Could explode because bullets do explode, and I'm pretty sure there's some active thing. That's that's what bullets are. (laughs) That's what bullets are. Um, And I'm pretty sure there's an active thing in any kind of like beam weaponry that would, you know, yeah, the kyber crystal. If that just heated that stuff up, it's a big microwave wing that shoots these waves through space because they can exist in space as well. That would make Uh sense. Um, and just blow up all of your weapons. That would make complete and total sense. But I suppose the issue with that is. Oh, but what about the Minovsky particle reactors? Well, surely they probably already have some kind of radiation blocking thing, so all of the pilots in their ma- like mobile suits don't die from the nuclear reactor that is right next to the cockpit. It would have made perfect it's, sense if they just yeah. made it a big old microwave reactor or something like but that. No, we don't. But no, we it's gotta... a big crystal wing that makes your wishes come true. I fucking hate the Neo Zeong now. I hate this thing. Yeah, I hate it so much. That makes me so angry. Here, here's the thing, though. I'm we got something furious good. right now. We got something good out of this whole exchange because then Zimbabwe just starts fucking throwing it's so, hands. It's it's so good. They just stop punching them and they start ripping bits out because, like, you it know. makes <laughs> it, it makes very little sense because, like, Merida was able to blow off the Banshee's leg just fine, but somehow it can just punch I, through I, holes. I mean, may- maybe because the Banshee wasn't resonating at that point, the Unicorn and the Sinanju are resonating at this point. And, like, for, the animation, really fucking good. Oh, yeah. It's very, like, it's very uh, dynamic. Like, you get a lot of squash and stretch going on here. But, like, he goes melee mode. He, like, punches through the Sinanju's arm. Like, he fucking karate chops the other arm off. Like, yeah, yeah. He goes it's fucking so melee sick. mode. They just start punching it. And, and like, as he's doing this, the resonance, it, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's happening again. It's happening again. It's, it's happening, happening again. again. It's um, happening again. This is, this is like a small issue I have with this whole sequence. I really liked the simplicity of just like this 
very beautiful green, blue, yellow soup color from Char's Counterattack. This is like a 90s science class VHS tape that we're inside right now. Yeah. It's like you look back to like the psychedelic sequence of when Amuro killed Lala in mm. the first Gundam series. And it's like this real, just this gorgeously animated whole thing. And this is just like, we're, we're fucking Sephiroth casts uh, uh fucking big bang. And we like see nineties JRPG graphics flying through the planets. Like, it looks a little bit lame to me mm-hmm. personally. It it was a little bit lame. I was kind of like, oh, what is going on here? I wasn't hundred <laughs> percent sure what was happening, other than they were like flying through the soup. Um, and they sure are flying through the soup. Let's be clear. Yeah. So people also, from what I understand, people don't like this. People really don't like this. Um, people are like, the t- you can't t- t- time travel. I don't think it's literal time travel. It's not literal time travel. I think it's kind of. What I think it is, is both of them were already, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming it's the case of both of them were already very powerful new types even before they had gotten their, like, cyber new type augments. Uh-huh. Um, Because, you know, Shah was powerful enough to kind of do that with the first Axis Flash in the first place. And then <laughs> Banasher is such an too. insanely powerful new type. Like <laughs> now, we can only assume that like part of that is down to the fact that he was already a powerful new type before he had his cyber new type uh-huh. augments. Um, He's like Ultra Instinct now. <laughs> I think it's very much a case of they just vibed so hard, they kind of imagined what the world would be like looking at that. And they saw the past, and they envision a possible future. It is not the future, but I'm assuming it's It's, very much... It's a future that they themselves, together, their kind of, you know, space magic brains are resonating together to to make... to to look at, basically. Yeah. Because, you know... the concept of new type is like being in touch with humanity kind of. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that by resonating, they're able to kind of tap into this collective human consciousness. And they, they go back in time. They see the axis shock. They, they see the battle of a boa coup, the white base getting blown up. Uh, They see gear and solar beam. They see the battle of Solomon, big Zam. They see operation British. Um, They see Siam's cool terrorism back to like where the UC began. Then they travel to the end of time, like chrono trigger Oh. Um, and this this is another issue I had. I don't know why Full Frontal like suddenly goes nihilism mode. Mm. But he's like, you see, you see Zimbabwe, this is the inevitable future that all of humanity is heading to. This infinite darkness. Nothing can no amount of struggling can stop this from happening. And I I don't necessarily have a problem with him going nihilism mode about this. I wish he was like that from the beginning, though. Yeah. Like it certainly makes sense that yeah, the collective human unconscious is not in a good place mentally. It's pretty bad. And turns to nihilism. But his entire thing was him talking about this hopeful future he wanted to make for space noids. But now he's like, and it's all gonna turn to nothing. Like, I think give me a that, little bit of that beforehand. I think with that perspective of that being what he thinks of, of the, the the far future to come, I think maybe we can look at it. In a case of maybe the side crow prosperity um, sphere wasn't so much about protecting space noids, but more kind of being vindictive towards the Earth itself. Yeah, Do you I know think what? That Actually, may just, make mm. a lot more sense if we put it through that perspective of that nihilism matched with the idea of we're going to cut out the Earth from what everyone else is having. 
what also just struck me is what if this is what full frontal himself believes like he's okay being this vessel for humanity and and his actions themselves are trying to act in the collective will of the space noy people full frontal himself being this lab creation essentially has this nihilistic viewpoint that only when he's fully in the soup with Benajer is he going to manifest say and this is what I think is going to happen personally. It's bad. Yeah. Like, that would be cool, too. We don't get that. And I think it's certainly enough is just weird about this entire sequence that I think we can fully speculate on what this actually is. Oh, yeah. But, like, for sure. It's a, I, I, I do think this is a very, very cool way of, like, going full new type at the end of this series. Mm, mm, yeah, for sure. Um, and, then a, <laughs> and then a beautiful swan. A beautiful, beautiful swan flies off with his soul. Um, this was cool. It makes sense that Lala is the one to call him back. It makes even more sense. I saw that second hand come in, and I was about to fucking punch my screen if it was Amuro. Thank God it was Shar himself. Oh, yeah. Thank God it was Shar himself. Like, I hate to see Amuro. Fuck that guy. I like Shar a lot more. So the fact that Lala and, like, the original soul of Shar are like, all right, buddy, let's go to new type heaven together. It's just, it's just a very nice ending of full frontal being like, ah. Okay, goodbye now. I've, I've, like, I'm, my time is up, I can tell. He just kind of was like, you know what? Change the world. My final message. Exactly. Goodbye. And then he he realizes. (laughs) (laughs) He realizes that uh, nothing he could say could change Zimbabwe's mind. Like, even in this pitch black future of nothingness, he's like, even so. Like, we see a light shine from inside his heart. He's like, even so. Like, I'm going to believe in humanity instead. Um, And, like, we kind of snap back to reality. Reality. Um, <laughs> the gold gravity. <laughs> uh, the oh, Neo Zeon like deteriorates. It like crumbles to dust. Yeah. Um, ag- again, maybe his last wish was to die, and that's what happened. The psycho shard just killed himself. Makes more sense that like the psycho shards just like that's the dangerous technology you're using that just backfired on himself. But <laughs> hey, hopefully we don't need to think about psycho shards anymore. I, I'm um, never gonna think about them ever again. Ever, 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 ever. If you make me think about them again, I'm going to hit someone with a car. I'm not going to, like, drive a car. I'm going to pick it up like the Hulk and hit someone with it. Yeah, fucking, fucking Hulk style. Yeah. Uh, And and Full Frontal's just like, you know what? Do what you think is right. And he becomes a beautiful bird as he and Char and Lala fly to heaven. Amen. Weird. Yeah. Um, But we're not over. The the show's not not over over yet, yet. The, the, The big beam laser thing still hasn't shot yet yeah um on earth bright is like arguing with martha about this utilitarianism um and you know she's trying to tell him that this is in the federation's best interest to shoot this war gun um but alberto kind of snaps at her saying you know uh grandfather always talked about how you know sacrificing the few for the many is okay and you said you always reject men's ideals so why are you going like i sided with you originally why are you being like him now um and you know he I, he hoped that martha would be different and would maybe break that cycle of like that that vist uh cynicism clearly not um but martha just kind of rejects whatever he's saying um and then Bright walks up to Ronan, who's like getting ready to press. He's pretty. Get, he's pressing. Um, Big red well, button. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think of it in gaming terms. He has his cue ready. 
He's getting he's ready to pop ready. his ultimate. He's, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's ready, ready to, uh, to slop down his hour in League of Legends. Yeah. Uh, and Bright tells him, if you do that, I'll become an enemy of the Federation. Um, and, you know, Ronan tr- is like, okay, whatever. And Bet. Bright's like, you know, at least I won't have children who are ashamed of me for my actions as he looks into the camera. <laughs> looks into the camera dramatically funny. after reading the, uh, the, 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 the novel known as uh, Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Hathaway's Flash from the 1980s. <laughs> um <laughs> And then Alberto's just like, your son's there, mate. You can't shoot after he hits the button. Yeah, buddy, you couldn't have revealed that information five seconds ago. That's bad. That's bad. Like, you gotta, there's a sense of timing to these things, Alberto. Because Rodin's like, oh, 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 shit, oh, fuck, my my baby boy. (laughs) My baby, baby boy. And, um... (laughs) And he starts flashing back to him as a kid with like a little toy plane. Um, yeah. And then he's like, is there any way to like undo it? And like, there's a minute till firing. There's a thousand people on Grips 2 right now. I'm not going to let the, the core overheat and blast them. Yeah. You know, stuff. It's like um, when he starts the countdown too, it's at 600 seconds. So he has like 10 minutes to just sit and think about what he just did. Yeah. Sucks oh, so God. much. And it isn't um, until like there's two minutes till it's like left to fire. He brings up to like, could we stop it? Yeah. It's, it's, um, man's an idiot. Man's an absolute he's clown. He's fucking stupid. But so is Zimbabwe. His clown plan, he's like, I'm just going to stop the laser. And everyone's like, all right, man, <laughs> good luck, I guess. Okie dokie. Okay. Uh, Riddy says he'll help too, because he's good now. He's no longer the Joker, I guess, whatever. He's, 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 he's stopped being the Joker from the film Joker and has started being, yeah. uh, the Joker from um, the Harley Quinn season three, where he's a uh, socialist running for mayor. Yeah, he, he's epic Joker now. <laughs> I love epic Joker. He's great. He's a family man. Um, it, and Grips, Grips does indeed fire. It like curves around the earth, which is really cool. Um, the Rulula is melted. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that like, ship is it's gone. Like, the guy looks behind him and is just like... Oh, and then he's just, it's, it's, it's like he's, he's gone. white and, and, and outline and then everyone's dead. Um, And then I, this is when I start hooting and hollering like a fucking train seal because Zimbabwe gets the new type flash. It The lightning bolt appears and does that uh, as, as, as he unleashes a psycho field, like he, he, he T-poses, the shields fly out in front of him. Um, And then the Banshee and- also T-poses. Yeah, and it's like a green, a green, a yellow shield, and like grips it like breaks through the first one, it breaks through the second one, it like breaks through the third one a little bit, and then Riddy Riddy is able to make the Banshee also turn green with his wishes, and it just stops the laser entirely. Like we see the unicorn like start to break apart. Then it fucking terrestrializes. It terrestrializes and turns to gemstones. And like Merida finally talks to him. I love this moment so much. She she basically, and you're paraphrasing here, she tells him hope will always rise out of despair. You are light and you can even use sadness as your fuel to light the way. Uh, to, the path will lead over the rainbow as the unicorn is, just, it's, it is rock candy, fully crystalled out, fully stops Grip's laser. And like everyone on earth is like freaking out. They're like, shit, did everyone die? And then... Then Mineva Max headrooms her way in to every <laughs> yeah, fucking TV does. and radio on she Earth. She literally does. I'm just like, right, this is, um, this is, um, this is Laplace's box. Um, Fetty suck. 
uh, goes yeah. on. That puts her fists up in the air, and everyone starts whooping and wall- uh, hollering. Um, like, she's fucking Mr. Satan from Dragon Ball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what oh, happens. Yes. This is the box. This is the box. Yeah. I like that Siam just dies during this address. <laughs> Does he die? Is he actually Yeah, dead? he dies! His his headband fades to black, like, his headband, the light fades away, he closes his eyes, and all the lights turn off in his room. I didn't notice that. I like after a speech, he just looks around and says, like, okay, how is, oh... Yeah, the fact, like, it's, he didn't die after the speech. He dies during the speech. <laughs> during the speech, he's just like, it'd be a real big move to die now. Oh, it rules. Um, <laughs> and, and like, the the, uh, the Echoist guys, they kind of call him Zinnerman because they need someone to help pilot the colony builder away. Um, and, and you know, Otto asks Zinnerman if he can do it. And he's like, hey, let's get a drink after this is all over. I like that they're, yeah, just, the they're buddies just nice now. Old, they're old buddies now. They're, they're, they're old drinking buddies. It's nice. Um, and I, for, can I just say the music in this episode is oh, fucking unbelievable. Amazing. It is so. It's all if you look on like Spotify has all of the unicorn soundtracks. It like at the the beginning, the first two volumes are all kind of like individual songs, and it's all just like symphonic suites by this point. Oh yeah, um, and like you know this, this music begins to play, and like Riddy is just like in tears as the unicorn is like still in crystal mode after you know. Mineva continues to give this address, um, you know, basically <laughs> revealing the box and like leaving it up to humanity to decide what this means for everyone. Uh, the, the, um, the, it's, it's so funny. It's the funniest thing ever. Where um, like Riddy kind of like gives the unicorn like a hug from the back in a banshee, yeah, and then it just goes like no, and then zoops off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and just goes back to normal, and he's like, right, okay, right, all right, bye. I guess We've leave me here, whatever. See you later, boy. Uh, <laughs> the unicorn's just fixed now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck like this. I can't move. Really, help. I'm T-posing. <laughs> what are you um, T-posing? You gotta break me out of the crystals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the Cheyenne base is like, they figure out that um, Zimbabwe is using the unicorn to like relay uh, Magalonica's radio waves throughout the entire, you know, Earth sphere using its psycho frame. And fucking Martha orders like a shit ton of suits to go take him down because the Federation still wants his ass dead. And like Alberto just kind of tells you like, Hey, give it up. Like we're, we're done. We just got to start over and like try and do right this time. And like, she gets taken away. And like, despite her being this irredeemable piece of shit, at least she like, you know, she lays her hand on Alberto's shoulders and gives him like a kind of a smile as she's taken away. Like, yeah, I think she also realizes, yeah, I kind of went off deep in there at the end. (laughs) But, um, uh, uh, Zinnerman and Echolos, they, they like make it to Magalonica and they're getting ready to pilot it out. Uh, we cut to Angelo, who's alive. He wakes up and conveniently enough, he's right in front of Full Frontal's escape pod cockpit and he sees him dead. Uh, very sad, but what can you do? Um, Riddy is like, he goes to um, Zimbabwe and tells him, hey, we got to go. We have a five star one level. They're going to get our asses, dude. <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, you got to keep yourself safe because you, you've just been born. Uh, you know, he he's talking in this analogy of, like, Zimbabwe is the first, like, true, true, true new type. Like, he's yeah. a higher being at this point, basically. Um, if I understand the lore correctly, his soul is literally fused to the unicorn when it's in this crystal state. That's so Which is kind of sick. interesting to me. Yeah, it's fucking rad. But um, he, despite him just being born, he flies off and... He, like Riddy flies off after him and he makes the Banshee go green as he does this too. 
And there's that really bad line of he's like, I'm going to steal Maneva if you don't come back. Like, he's saying it in a joking manner, but also don't, that's not a funny joke, pervert. That's not funny. That's not funny. You killed um, people for that. Um, and this is, this is another thing. Don't joke about that, sir. <laughs> fucking loser. This is another thing that uh, people take umbrage with, and I, I'm willing to hand wave it away because it's a literal hand wave from Zimbabwe. So you see him wave his hand and he stops all of those suits in front of him, right? Yeah. Um, do you know what happened when he does that? What? He turned time back to like disassemble no, he the, didn't. No, he didn't. the engines of all of those suits in front of him. No, he didn't. He just turned them off. He just turned them off, dude. No, he didn't undo them. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> oh my god. He could have just turned them off. He could have just turned them off. He could have just <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. like as as <laughs> cool as all the unicorn no. bullshit is. It's, it's the time like... travel part of it that I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like and the wishes shit. Fuck me. I'm, so <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I, still mad funny... about the crystal shard generator. I have another wiki article excerpt to read for you. This is for <laughs> the luminous crystal it. body of the unicorn. <laughs> The unknown luminous crystal psycho shard is an additional medium that creates psycho field and is produced from the full psycho frame body to the extent that it pushes away the armor. Unlike the preliminary plan destroy unchained, which is devised in the event should NTD operating levels exceed control range values, blah blah blah. This form was unanticipated by the developer Anaheim Electronics. The psycho shard is an accidental byproduct that also occurred during oper operational testing of Unit One. It is said that the Neo Zeong psycho shard generator, which can artificially create miracles using the psycho field was created from data obtained during that period. So Full Frontal's bullshit is like the less good version of what Zimbabwe does right here. When Benazir displayed levels exceeding the limits of new type ability when attempting to generate an unprecedented psycho field to stop the colony laser destructive beam, his soul fused with the mobile suit through the psycho frame and the unicorn Gundam emerged as a new life form. In this fused state, it's also possible for the unicorn to perform feats such as disabling all weapons on Earth or physically traveling back in time. I can't believe I can't believe the unicorn's gonna go back in time and stop Al Qaeda. <laughs> I can't I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe he's gonna go back in time and, and, and shoot Hitler. Uh, he's gonna go back in time and and, and stop uh, the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Yes. He's gonna he's gonna go back and undo every single war crime ever been committed because the unicorn he's can just do that apparently. He's going to pick Franz Ferdinand up in his strong, loving arms and have him eat a sandwich <laughs> in the park somewhere. <laughs> He's going like, to be, like, nestling him in his hands. Uh, <laughs> I hate that so much. I hate everything about that. It's The series would have been perfect if not for the the, the, the wish and time travel like, bullshit at the end for, of it. It feels weird for the final threat to not be the big fuck-off laser, but just, like, an additional army of mobile suits they send after that laser. Like... The laser didn't work. What the fuck do you think is going to work now? <laughs> Literally. They, they, but, they um, stopped a colony laser. Do you think a gym can stop that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Watch out. There's there's 20 Delta Pluses. Oh, okay. This, they're gone. This, 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 we send... Don't worry, gang. We've sent... Um, we've sent uh, 12 Zacrellos and a big Zoom. <laughs> that'll that'll, uh, that'll sure put them in the ground. Uh, yeah. But but this ending this ending is 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 good. I like Past the that, ending. Right? Um, the, I would have liked it a lot more had you not told me all of that. Yeah, well, you know, it's I, I'm 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 allowed to. It's my podcast. <laughs> it's your podcast. It's, You're allowed to pick. You're allowed. Um, we see baby Zimbabwe like his father's holding him. 
um it's nice that they kind of get to meet in this like quick little moment and like yeah. he, he looks back and he he sees Lomaneva and like he he flies off and like embraces her as they're like you know in the soup together I like um, that Cardius gives a nod to him before he does that Yeah he's like go on my boy go on Dude, get the girl go Blech. get the girl um but then this fucking kick-ass Hiroyuki Sawano-ass music starts playing as, like, the fucking drums hit. And, like, he just silently flies back and Riddy chases after him. Yeah. Jimmy, uh. <laughs> Jimmy's under my desk and, like, his whole foot got tangled in my power cord and he almost unplugged my laptop. Oh, my God, work, no. Buddy. Um, and that's Unicorn. That's Unicorn, baby. Good show. It's fucking jolly good fucking show. good. Good goddamn show. I hope narrative oh ends God. on a high note as this. Ugh, people don't, heard, I don't think people I've like narrative as much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll find out in like two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, but I've got I've got something for you. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, my, uh, we have a thing. Oh, a funny little uh, funny little um, little segment for you here. Um, that um, we like to call Beyond Tomb Worlds. That's right. You're going to love this. Trust me. And we're doing it on um, Sweet Baby Bazinga himself, um, the Japanese um, voice actor of him, uh, Koki Uchiyama, who was um, born in Saitama, Japan. Um, He uh, was born, I believe, uh, if you give me just a moment... Uh, the um, he was born in uh, 1990, so he is uh, 32 on the 16th of August. Um, He's like three years older than I am. He his first um, credited role was in 2003 uh, in uh, the Animatrix as uh, Masa. Fuck yeah. Um, after that, his next credited uh, role uh, was uh, for the uh, the Japanese dub voice actor of uh, Jake Wong, American Dragon, um, of uh, the titular yes. American Dragon. Uh, after that, he's Roxas. Oh, okay! <laughs> Alright! He's also Neku Sakuraba from The World Ends what With the You. What the fuck? Um, and then after that, he leaped bo- from uh, both of those uh, straight into playing uh, Soul Eater Evans from Soul Eater. Oh my god! Incredible. Incredible. Is this allowed? This, is, is this allowed? I don't know. He went uh, into... He was in Fairy Tale. He was a character called Midnight. Um, oh fuck! What the fuck? And then a year later, he uh, reprised his roles as uh, Roxas and Ventus because they have the same voice. Um, uh huh. And then went on to play uh, Banaja Lynx from Gundam Unicorn. Hey, I know that um, guy. Which is incredible because that is his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That is his eighth role. God damn! Like full stop. Um, after it's that, impressive. he um, played uh, Natsuno Yuki in a show called Shiki. I've never heard of it. Just wanted mm. to cover any bases. He was Midnight again. Um, <laughs> speaking of jumps, a year after playing Banaja Lynx, he went on to play um, a funny little character in Hunter Hunter um, called Meruem. Oh, okay. <laughs> this this man does Tremendous. not miss. Does this man does not miss? Uh, he played uh, a character called Joker in uh, Final Fantasy Type O. Um, yeah, Type Zero was an interesting game to say the least. He was in a he was in a show called At Ungo, um, Episode Zero. He was Tatsuya Yamagama. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, a character called Kagura Demery um, in uh, Aquarian Evil. Um, I'm only mentioning this because he shows been a Super Robot Wars game sometime. Oh hell yeah! Um, I'm gonna skip ahead to some other known uh, known roles that we'll know him from. He is uh, Sam from The Last of Us. 
Okay. Um, All right. He is in um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star <gasps> Battle. He is okay. um, a character called Ikaro Hashizawa. And then you're thinking, oh, I've I've never heard of this guy before. He's not in JoJo. That is right. He is Bao. Um, he's Bao? Is, he's Bao in All-Star Battle. Fuck yeah. Uh, which rules. Uh, he went on to uh, play a character... Uh, called Irene Schwarzer from the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. Um, mm-hmm. He then went to play Kaito Chenjo uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel. Ah! So you'll meet him soon. Um, no, you won't. That's a lie. You'll see him like two years from I'm now. Gonna, yeah, um, in like three years, whatever. <laughs> uh, he was Raku Ichijo in uh, Nisekoi. Um, okay. He's um, Kei Tsukishima in uh, Haikyuu. He's Tsukishima? Fuck yeah! Uh, he uh, plays a character called Smile, also known as Makoto Tsukimoto in uh, Ping Pong the Animation, um, okay. which I've heard is amazing as well. Um, he played mm. a character called Clavis in Death Parade. Um, he's constantly reprised his um, role as Tenjo uh, Kaito, because um, he was in Arc 5 as well. Um, he plays um, both uh, Tristan and uh, Shiro Kotomine in uh, Fate Grand Order. Um, mm. which I hear is a big one. Um, yeah, a lot of fates out there. Plays a plays a funny little alien called uh, Melzigard from One Punch Man. Um, I just finished reading all of One Punch Man. It's during which the Boros one? arc. Uh, he's one of the big like. Oh, aliens. the one with all the faces. Yeah. that's right. Um, he is um in My Hero Academia. Uh, Tomura Uh-oh. Shigaraki. Isn't that isn't he like the main bad guy? That is the main bad guy. He's the guy with all the hands. Yeah. He saw what Full Frontal did and he's like, I want a lot of hands. I want more hands. Said a character called Brandish and Mighty Number Nine. Um Okay. <laughs> as you do. Um Yeah, good game. He played good, a character game. called Ruth in um The Ancient Magus's Bride. Mm, that's a popular one I hear. Um he was uh Yuri Pol um Pletsetsky in um Yuri on Ice. Oh, he was he was the, he was the boy on ice. He was the boy on ice. Um, he played um, Ikuya Kirishima in Free Timeless Melody, um, The Bond and the Promise. Uh, he he got all he got all these sports animes. He's once again Shiro Kotomine in pa- Fate Apocrypha. Um, mm-hmm. He played uh, Yoma Hashimoto um, in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: The Spokushibi Rohan, which is the Fuck one. Yes. Um, he's the guy where. He's doing the running. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Really cool. Um, he was uh, Akira Fudo in Devilman Crybaby. Um, okay. That may be my favorite role he's done, because I loved um, Devilman Crybaby so much. Um, he played a character called Benedict Blue in Violet Evergarden. Um, played a few characters in Dragalia Lost. Mm. Um once again, constantly reprising his role as Merrim, uh, Ventus, and Roxas. Uh, he was the Shinobi character in Dragon Marked for Death. Um, okay. He's V in Devil May Cry 5. Oh, the fight with the animals in yeah. the book. Very nice. Uh, he is Rui, um, which is the spider dude from Demon Slayer. Oh, my God, I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Um, he plays uh, Toy Kuji in Saran Manzai. Is, uh, uh, Sarah Zanmai? Sarah Zanmai. Uh, that's the one. Um, he is the, uh, in, uh, Pokemon Masters, he is Gladio, the Japanese voice for him. Oh, I love fucking Dio posing little Love him so much. Uh, boy. In Dragon Quest Eleven, I want to say, oh, XI, yes, 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 uh, Echoes yes, of an Elusive yes, Age, yes. he is Camus. Yes. 
Oh, he's Camus. Ah! He's also credited as the Puff Puff Girl for some reason. I don't know why. Um, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. So Camus is Eric, um, who's like the main. He's like your best boy. He's like the Zorro of Dragon Quest. He's love like, that. Love that for him. He 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 has cool hair. He's blue hair and earrings and pronouns. Can you tell me a bit about the Puff Puff Girl? Uh, so the Puff Puff. Uh, uh, there's a long-running joke in Dragon Quest that you find uh, one of the nice bunny girls hanging around. Like, not bunny girl, but, like, you know, the bunny suit girl. Yeah. Uh, and and the joke is the Puff Puff, and they they smush your face betwixt their breasts as the screen goes black. Um, and then at one point, you find out they're just kind of rubbing slimes on your face. <laughs> That's um, pretty funny. But there's always like it's always a funny mishap if you get a puff puff because it's always never who you think's gonna give you the puff puff. Uh, I don't it, like it, that. It, yeah, no, it's one of those jokes that just isn't really funny. Ah, uh, it's like funny in Japan, but then it's like oh, you think about it for more than five seconds, you're like, it's kind of gross. Actually, the Red Dragon Quest L. Yeah, very rare. Um, in Disney, yeah, but they haven't gotten to L. Point. They're only on twelve. L's fifties a long way off, actually. Haha. <laughs> hmm. I don't. Oh, I get it. Like Roman yeah, numerals. It's, a, it's ah, an intellectual. Uh, funny, joke. funny. Well, I'm not an intellectual. I want <laughs> No, I know you're uh, a podcaster. Uh, so in Disney's Twisted Wonderland, he's Ida Shroud. I think that's the Hades dude. I don't know. Okay, Hades nuts. Um, he's a Kun Hatzling in Tower of God. Okay. Um, in uh, The God of High School, he's um, Ilpio Park. I never watched Cut of High School, so I don't know who that is. Uh, in Genshin Impact, he's Razor. That's that. That's probably that's a, a five-star character. Nope, he's a four-star. Oh. oh, lame. Who yeah, cares? Lame, he's lame, not five-star. I'm not interested. In Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, tremendous. Hit me, hit me, hit me. Toge Inumaki. <gasps> oh, little sushi boy. Yep. Salmon Row. Salmon Row. Um, in um, Horimiya? Um, Horimiya. Uh, in Horimiya, he is uh, Izumi Miyamura. Okay. Um, in um, Nia Reincarnation, uh, he is um, Yuzuki Kurizome. I is that the mobile game, or is that the... yeah? That's the that's the mobile game I do did not engage with, but mm-hmm. I hear it's fine. It's near, so it's gonna be fucking weird as hell. Yeah, of course. Um, once again, works. he reprises his role as Neku in uh, The World Ends with You, Neo. Um, Tremendous. In um, a show that I've been meaning to watch because I've heard good things about it. Intact uh, Op Destiny. He's the main character. Tap Intact uh, uh, Sahina. Hell yeah. Um, and then after that, he's just been reprising roles. Um, he's once again going to be Bao again in All Star Battle R. Um, he's uh, was once again Inumaki in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. He was a character called Akio in the uh, Pokemon Hisui and Snow uh, short, and that oh, was his last credited like, role. Like- yeah, that's a cool little, it's like a three-part YouTube's video of just, like, this kid who gets lost in the woods and befriends a little Hisui and Zoru. That's cute. Oh, that's so cute. And, yeah, that's that's it for uh, Koki Uchiyama. Um, that's a fucking stacked list. Relatively short time span of being on the voice acting scene, but this guy's talent has just pushed him to taking a lot of very, very good roles. Yeah, um, he hasn't even been doing it 20 years. Holy shit. Literally. Um... Crazy, crazy yeah. talented guy. Wow. We've yeah. been Good podcasting shit. for two yeah, it's been, hours. It's, it's been a grip. We're almost done, though. I gotta ask, though, Callie, what is that robot of the week? Oh, my God, you're putting me on the spot. Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Machine Dramon. 
Um, because Machine fuck Vermont yes, fucking yes, rules. Fuck yes. Yeah, Machine Vermont is a big old um, massive um, machine dragon Digimon. Um, it is my um, friend's favorite Digimon ever. Um, it's just a cool robot dragon with like a big claw and like a kind. It's like it's like a hand, kind of like the. Um, the Rose and Zulu's like um gripper like beam. It's, it's like hand. a little it's like a little pinchy drill hand, yeah. Yeah. Um there was a model kit of this thing. I built it with my friend. It is one of the biggest model kits I've ever seen in my it, entire I, life. I, I've always wanted like I I don't I, I, I have a hard time wanting like the other model kits because I feel like you have to put so much like effort into them to make them look good. But like Machine Drawn, since it's just like all metal, you oh, really don't yeah. need to do much other than like oh. add metallic accents and looks fucking kick ass. The thing is about Machine Drawn is you'll see it in comparison pictures and you'll think, damn, that's big. And you'll build it and then you'll think, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> like he's absolutely gargantuan. Um, he has a very, very cool deck in um, the Digimon trading card game that works Ooh, on like yeah. any other deck in the game, where the point of the deck is to get as many level 5 ultimate level Digimon in the grave, and then mm-hmm. you hard play Machine Drummon, who is a 12 cost, um, and put up to 5 um, Machine or Cyborg, um, no, it's just um, Cyborg trait uh, Digimon from your um, trash pile under him. Um, and then you gain memory up to the amount that you put under him. So instead of costing 12, he'll cost 7. But it really depends on like how many, how many resources you have to work with. Uh-huh. Um, he's huge. He's very difficult to get off the field. And with the things you put under him, he hits like a truck and you can't hurt your opponent. It is a very, very cool deck. Belonging Badass. to a very, very cool Digimon that I personally really love. Yeah, oh, it's one of my favorite Megas out there. It rules. He's so sick fucking rad fuck yeah well we're closing up uh oh man well can, where can we find can, you max you can go to twitter at maxi bajillion to find me you can go to pod of greed cast on twitter to listen to pod of greed uh yu gi podcast we're recording actually tomorrow as of the recording date we're gonna finally watch minions rise of crew and record oh film. It's, it's a fun it's a fun You're getting movie. in suits um, for it yeah <laughs> you to dress up for it over here Oh no! I already wore my I wore my minion shirt to the theater when I saw it. That was good <laughs> enough. Um, you can go to Slappers Only Pod on Twitter to listen to Slappers Only. Uh, coming soon. We're 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 working on it again. Finally, um, you can go. And that's it. Callie, where are you? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter.com at Cowley, C O W L I E. You can also find um, the Twitter page. I still haven't set up because I'm predictable. Um, I've got a week off next week. Um, I'm going to set aside one of those days and just figure out everything I need to do for that and do it. I know I said this the past six weeks, um, mm-hmm. but I said I'd do it before the end of the podcast. But I um, yeah, only a couple weeks left. My book, uh, Other Side, uh, You can uh, the Twitter page for that uh, is um, at Other Side Novel. Um, the first three chapters of the book are done. I'm currently working on the fourth. Um, I will be setting it up so you'll be able to read the first three chapters uh, just online. Um, see if you like it. Um, it is a modern fantasy type deal. Um, very fun to write, very fun characters to imagine in this world. Um, set in the northeast of England as well, um, which doesn't get much recognition. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. hope you enjoy it. Fuck yeah. You can go to Twitter at Podcast to find us. You can join our Discord. 
Go to noisepace.xyz to find all those podcasts and many, many more. And Callie, what do we always say to close these episodes? Well, I believe they say, um, war is bad. Wow, cool robot. Uh, see you for narrative. Hope bye it's good. Bye bye. I hope narrative lives up to the hype that we've built up. Narrative Uzumaki, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> narrative Uzumaki. <laughs>